0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. uh, Joe Montana will join us coming up here in a little bit. More phone calls. People fired up about Scotty Pippen being fired up about Michael Jordan. He's got a book coming out and had an interview with GQ. And he started talking about Michael and, of course, the flu game. Uh, Michael, not the greatest player. Michael needed other players. He had Hall of Famers all around him. Scotty is not going to let this go anytime soon. College basketball got underway last night. We got to see Duke beat Kentucky. It was a standalone primetime game. But as usual, we're starting the season basically having to learn everybody. Now, there's a couple of returning players. Gonzaga's Drew Timmy or UCLA's Johnny Juzang. Uh... Freshman standout, Chad Holmgren at Gonzaga. Um, Imani Bates is a a guy to keep an eye on. Big freshman. Coach K is going to take up a lot of attention this season with his farewell tour. But, you know, this happens every single year, it feels like. And then in March, we do a, a crash study to figure out what's going on to fill out our brackets and college basketball is in a whole different world now. High schoolers are going to be able to go right to the NBA. Some good players have gone right to the G League or overseas. And that doesn't mean college basketball is going to go away because there's a lot of tradition. We still recognize the sport by recognizing the great coaches. As we saw last night, it was John Calipari and Mike Krzyzewski. But uh, Duke is going to be formidable again this year. And I'm going to guess so will Kentucky. But uh we may not know the big names right now, but we have time. We have until March. Yes, McLovin.
1: If you're a neutral fan, are you rooting for Coach K to go out on like a title run? Or some people are already sick of him. <laughs> sick of the farewell tour. Uh, wait, it just started. I know. There's. A, it's funny. It's on Twitter. It's like, oh, enough of this.
0: Um, I don't need him to go out a, a champion to be recognized as the greatest college coach of all time. And I know that people think that's blasphemous, but I think what Coach K has done in the modern era where you have more teams in the NCAA tournament, your players are only staying around for one year, and to be able to do what he's done is on par with what John Wooden did. I mean, it's different. It's apples to oranges. You know, uh, you, you had Lew Alcindor stay four years, Bill Walton stay four years, all of those great players at UCLA staying four years. Coach K benefited from that when he had Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and Grant Hill. But since then, you know, a lot of one and dunners there. And to be able to do it when there are other schools that bring in these kids one-and-done, certainly Kentucky, yeah, like, you know. Can make an argument. Greatest college coach of all time. Yeah, Paul.
2: It's so funny that people are complaining about the Coach K farewell tour. He's not hosting it. Duke is not having events and uh, asking for the uh, promotion for it. It's the media that's doing it. So you're going to be sick of him, by again, because of us. USA Today Sports had an article, This this farewell tour coverage is already too much, but then you wrote an article about the farewell <laughs> tour coverage, so you're contributing to it.
0: 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app watch for free and our radio affiliates around the country. Update the poll results, McLovin.
1: Okay, we need a new poll. uh, And we sense on this side of the glass that you're resisting any sexiest man alive talk. I think it's because you're bitter, but you've never been
0: named it. Is that Uh, what's going on here? I I would never be included in the 50 most beautiful people or whatever it is, but uh, I would gladly have taken that recognition.
1: Can, can I give you, I'm sorry. I I'm just not keep,
0: anti, you know, most beautiful person in the world or whatever it is that Paul Rudd got. Congratulations. I have, and I'm so
1: proud of this and it's so dumb, DP show related sexiest man alive trivia. Oh, God. Do you know that two of the last three sexiest men alive have been in studio guests in the last five years? Can you name them both? two of the last three.
0: I don't really follow People Magazine. Oh well, okay. Now we're so we're what talking happened? about are you I yeah, yeah. you know, I just kind of fell out of favor with them. You know, I was more an Us Weekly kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh so uh who wore it better, Us Weekly, yep. Uh Ryan Reynolds.
1: No? That was my second trivia question. Okay. Has that he never one been one sexiest man alive? He has been of course in he has. 2010. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. One. The other one's a little tricky because it's been a while since he's been in studio. His wife has been in studio many more times. <laughs> John Legend? Yes! He was uh, wow. 2019. John, was John Legend L- was the sexiest man alive? Yeah, 2019, yeah. 2020 was Michael B. Jordan. You write a ballad like that, you better,
3: you better get sexiest man alive.
1: Mm. Here's the last one. Who is the last mm. sexiest man alive to be on our airwaves? The last sexiest man alive to be on our airwaves as a guest on the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, airwaves is the trick question. No, who's the last guest we had that was sexiest man alive?
0: Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, this this is why I didn't want to do this topic (laughs) today.
1: 2007, Matt Damon was sexiest man alive. Great, and Keanu, by the way, was the other one I wanted to bring up. Okay,
0: I just want to say we have a lot of sexy men. I I know, but I I didn't care about the topic. You guys have been like, you got to bring up Paul Rudd. Would you like to be the sexiest man alive? I'm like, I'm not interested in this.
1: Yes, McLaughlin. My other question was which of the sexiest men alive do you want to be your best friend? Because we all want Paul Rudd to be our friend. He's a very he's a very interesting guy. I think a lot of guys my age were like, Oh man, I wish I was friends with Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Is there anything else here that you want to talk about with the sexiest <laughs> men alive?
2: Yeah, Paul. Are you allowed to refuse it? Like if you're Paul Rudd and you're a comic actor and they come to you, do you have to accept the award as an actual ceremony or do you just is he just throw you on a cover? Can you refuse it? Like, what if you were him and his agent? Would you say, like, this is awesome for our career? Sure, absolutely.
0: I mean, he's got a new series with Will Ferrell coming out. Yeah, see, this is a huge win, though, for guys
3: who are funnier than they are good looking. They're still good looking, but yeah. man, are they really funny.
0: This is a huge win for that guy. Yeah, but I think that humor always plays a role with a, a lot of these good looking guys. Yeah, you know, George Clooney's a funny guy. Ryan Reynolds funny guy. I think you gotta have a little sprinkle of humor in there. I have a little too much humor and and, and not as much looks in there. So this, Paul Rudd, this is a win for you. Mm, I don't know. Paul Rudd Paul Rudd and Jason Bateman really strike me as the same person. You know, they never age. They just like, oh yeah, oh Jason Bateman. How old is he? Who knows? Looks like he's thirty five. I will say that Keanu Reeves is the one guy that I went, he might be 50. I think when he came in studio, he looked 35. He looked like, oh my God, unbelievable. And I normally don't react that way when guys come in, but I did with Keanu Reeves. Yes, he, and he was wearing
3: a, like a John Wick suit. Yes, he did. Too, so yeah. I, I was like, dang, that guy could wear a suit, man. Yeah.
0: And this is before John Wick. If he would walk in now with that suit on, I'd duck for cover because I'd think that there was trouble that was going to be following If If he had a sword with him, I'm, I'm going to be ducking for cover. All right. So what's the poll question we're going with?
1: Give me a sport. Uh, I could put up another Odell Beckham poll. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've pitched a bunch of things that everyone has been, uh, okay, let's put this up for clicks. Who's had the worst month? Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Odell Beckham, Kyrie Irving, or Ben Simmons. That'll get clicks.
0: I don't think Odell Beckham had a bad month. Um, Kyrie, this month isn't any different than the previous one. Ben Simmons? No, it's Aaron Rodgers because it's now. And Rodgers not had a good week. But let's see if he gets Odell Beckham and, uh, you know, takes him into battle against Seattle here. Diana Russini from the Mothership says that she's been told it comes down to Kansas City, Green Bay, or the Saints for Odell Beckham. Yeah, McLeod. Do you think
1: this will hang with Rogers' legacy-wise this two-week period?
0: I, well, I, I, like, how's it going to come up again in 10 years from now, does th- th- somebody say, remember when you were against, uh, you know, getting vaccinated? I don't, the only thing I thought is, would it hurt him now with sponsorships? That's about it. Because,
1: if you, when you interview him next, do you want to ask him a question about this or does it depend when the interview
0: is? Um, it depends on when I interview him. But what I like to know, I mean, there's a couple of questions I have with Aaron Rodgers. you know, I didn't think yesterday had sincerity with Pat McAfee. It was almost like that was damage control because he said, you know, I, I misled some people. Okay. Who did you mislead? Because you realize the fans in the stands who are coming to see you are vaccinated. You know, that, that there are people who have to be vaccinated and he doesn't want to be vaccinated. Doesn't believe in it. And, that you know, that's his right. But he also has a right as a leader of that team to protect his teammates and to be honest with everybody. Did the Packers cover up? You know, I'd like to know what role did the Packers play in all of this, Aaron? What did they know and when did they know it? But you're not going to get those things. I mean, he's not going to come on the show because he doesn't he doesn't want to face those questions. Um, you know, he wants to he wanted to have a platform, had his platform, realized, hey, man, they're criticizing me. A lot of guys get on that. You know, to a certain level, and they're like, wait, you're criticizing me. It's, it's tough when you start to get criticized like that. And he's getting criticized every not, everywhere, not to, just the sports world. You no, know, this was a topic other countries. This was the Today Show. This was, you know, news programs. This was not just sports. Then all of a sudden, it's different. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute here. You know, Tom Brady got criticized for gate. But that was still a sports story. Aaron Rodgers, that was more than just a sports story. But I would I would just be curious about who did you mislead? Because I think what he said last week is how he truly feels. And that's fine. I said at the time, I wanted to concentrate on what this meant football-wise. Is he going to be playing this weekend against Seattle? And I'm not critical at all of Pat McAfee. And I think Pat was starting to take it I think Pat got criticized that he didn't kind of push back with Aaron Rodgers. I understand why he didn't. That's his friend. That's why he comes on. He knew he had a friendly, it was friendly fire there. And that's who Pat is. I love McAfee, what he's doing, how he's doing it. And I didn't expect him to, you know, turn this around and have an interrogation. You know, that's not who he is. And I think yesterday did try a little bit more but Rodgers was not letting him interrupt him. You know, Aaron knew that he could say what he needed to say, and it wasn't going to be chopped up, and he could go as long as he wanted to. And that's why he chose that. Because we've reached out. We've asked if he wants to come on. And maybe he will. I don't know. But if not, all right,
1: we move on. Yeah, McLovin. He's broken news on our show before. Remember he talked about his reaction to Jordan Love being drafted? That was uh, a yeah. – he's pretty honest with you in the past.
0: No, I, I've had a good relationship with him. Do I agree with what he said last week? No, I don't. But I try to keep this football-wise, sports-wise. I mean, this is what the show is. You have other shows that you can tune in, and you want the political side of this that you could get this. And you can get it from far more educated people than me. But I try to keep this sports-related, because that's what I promised that I would try to do when we first started this. No. So. Uh, he said what he had to say. Now we move on. Let's see if he plays against Seattle. Do they bring in Odell Beckham Jr.? That will be the story for me to follow after this. couple more phone calls. Uh, let's see. Mo in Arizona is back. Hi, Mo. What's on your mind today?
4: Good morning, Darren. Bennett. Hey, bud. Hey. Cool. So uh, it's funny. Before I get in on Scotty and Jordan, uh, for some reason, my wife's in another complete room. And when you guys start talking about the sexiest man alive, she just screams out, "John Legend and Josh Duhamel."
0: Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know she could hear from over. Anyway, uh, I, got, I'm, I got to I gotta give you some. I got to have you back on this on Scotty. Scotty's not getting enough credit, even when Shaq and Kobe you know, years later, you know, they kinda came together and, you know, didn't realize how good of friends they were, but they something's in there that we don't know about, you know, and just can't figure it out. But there's something there because he's so upset about it and everybody else gives everybody credit. When you think about all the good championship teams, you think Magic and Kareem and they love each other. Uh Shaq and Kobe, they love each other. You know they hate each other during you know while they were playing. And Just something about that. I don't know. I can't figure out what it is, but that's all I got.
0: I just—I'm really not sure. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Tell your wife hello. Uh, As far as Scotty goes, I don't know what's—I don't know why Scotty is expecting anything different from Michael. Michael hadn't changed. This is who he is. It's tough love. If you get love, and he said that I couldn't have won these titles without Scotty, and he's right. He could not have won these titles without Scotty. It just. Scotty is asking for recognition. He didn't want to be embarrassed. I mean, put yourself in Scotty's position. You know, I don't like like the tack that he's taken now with MJ because you're not going to win. You're just not. But if you're watching the last dance and you're thinking, my kids are going to be watching this. And maybe this is the first time they're watching something of this magnitude, where Michael is going to be reminiscing about all the great memories, everything that we did. You know, I'm my, as a teammate, and and maybe Scotty is there going, "I'm going to get my due." Like Michael is going to talk about me and you know, Batman and Robin, and we were great teammates. Uh, you know, the best two teammates that the NBA's ever had. Whatever it might be in his mind, and then you start to hear Mike say what he's saying and how he's saying it. You got to be crushed, because Scotty's not a bum. Scotty was one of the top fifty players of all time. But it just felt like, when Mike brought up Scotty, it had more to do with Scotty with what he didn't do, or bad contract or whatever it might be. You know, Scotty sitting down, letting Ku coach come in like that—that's Scotty should be uh, remembered for more than just that. In fairness to him. All right, we'll take a break. Joe Montana is going to join us coming up next here. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. These days, some surveillance apps known as stalkerware can collect information from you. While avoiding detection by pretending to be something else, stalkerware sits silently in the background collecting data, doing things like recording calls, keystrokes, stealing your photos, sending that information uh, that it gathers to whoever's spying on you. It's important to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every single day, we put so much information out there on the internet in an instant. A cyber criminal can steal what's yours. That's why it's great that there is LifeLock detecting a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. You can, uh, Help protect what's yours and keep it. Thanks to LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. The promo code is Patrick. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans build-equipped, engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Hall of Famer Joe Montana joining us on the program. Good morning, Joe. How are you?
5: Good morning, Mr. Patrick. How are you?
0: Going okay. Are you more invested in watching Notre Dame or the 49ers? (laughs)
5: <laughs> um I, probably both. Um, I haven't seen much of either team play. <laughs> okay. You <know, I> <laughs> <been running around.
0: laughs> Do you care Honestly, to watch football? Like did you were you ever really a
5: big fan? Yeah, I enjoy watching it. The, the problem is we've just been we've just been on on the you know on the road a little bit here, uh moving around and uh we you know we finally got we, we canceled a couple of trips over to Europe and we finally got over there for a little bit and spent some time. So missed a few weekends and had some friends come by last weekend for we were up in the wine country. So missed that weekend. So I catch one every now and then here and there. But uh, no, I, enjoy, I think I love watching the game. I'm not sure Jennifer does, but uh, as much as I do, by far. But ho- hopefully, when the boys come over, then I get to turn the TV up back on. <laughs> are you recognized <laughs> in uh, Europe? Um, mostly by Americans that are oh, there. Right. You know, when you get in the larger cities, but um, not not as much. You know, I, I think what happens is people go. Oh, by the time you get past <laughs> them, there, I they can't remember. <laughs> it's all the gray hair and of hair. I think. And you like to
0: wear your jersey when you go overseas.
5: Yeah, you know, I I bring both the red and the white. <laughs> Home and away? <laughs> yeah, just in case. You know. Did you save anything
0: from your Super Bowls?
5: Um, <clears throat> I have, it was funny, as I say, the jerseys. Um, The one, the red jersey is um, the same jersey I wore i wore the same one twice the white one i didn't the first white one i didn't i don't believe i saved but the last one yeah but the red jersey is funny because we if you notice in the second time we wore them the, the stripes are different on my jersey than someone else's on the rest of the team because jennifer packed in my suitcase as a surprise that jersey so i wore that jersey instead of the other red ones that everybody else had on from the first time we wore red.
0: But that would be a uniform violation and you would be fined now, Joe.
5: Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, and, um, but it would have taken them too long to figure it out. But, but, uh, and then, but I, look, I look, Boy, yeah, they gave us so much crap about our socks yeah. being right height and all the time and the stripe has to be certain. I mean, I watched the teams today. I was watching the Chiefs the other day. Man, some socks are all white, some are all red, all pulled up. Depends on how they pull them up. They go, isn't that a fine today? I thought, so uniform. Yeah, they, they didn't do that back then. But.
0: I was uh, talking about, you know, Scotty Pippen has been kind of on the war path. He's, you know, criticizing Michael Jordan, you know, and you know for whatever reason or his reasons. But I was wondering if you and Jerry Rice, did did you guys ever have conflict of, you know who was getting most attention, or who deserved the most attention? Like, did you did you have any ego fights
5: there? No, no, not at all. You know, every now and then, uh, like all wide receivers, if you don't, if they don't get the ball enough, you know, except for JT never said a word on the other side. But after a while, like Jerry never said a word. I mean, he was quiet. I mean, he was quiet as out there, and then you would go Jerry. If you threw the ball somewhere at J- JR, did, did you have him? And he go, oh, yeah. And then you, you turn on the film, and he's like, three guys on him. <laughs> like I you said were open. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know if there
0: was, a, you know, like, whose team is it? Or, you know, because Jerry's no, no, recognized as no, no. maybe the greatest player of all time, or certainly in that conversation. So I, I didn't know if there was any of that with you guys.
5: No, never. You know, I mean, there was, a, like a I said, occasion. If the game was tight or something and we were, we were losing and he wasn't getting the ball and, then, you know, he might say something uh, or get a little upset, but in most cases, he, I, I mean, I, I, it was hard to get words out of him, you know, to try to, you know, or even to find out whether he was, hey, I can beat him on this or, you know, usually you, you talk, but while well, there for the longest time, he was, you know, we were pulling teeth to get him to talk to you. So, but it was more talking at I would talk to him and and then eventually he started coming back around, starting understanding that, Hey, we need, we need to communicate. So, and I think things got um, you know better for us to understand what each of us were thinking on play. So um, it was pretty good.
0: You were talking Never about rule changes and how they prolonged Tom Brady's career. What do you think the biggest rule change is that's allowed him to play as long as he has?
5: I think taking away those the big hit. I mean, that it, it You know years ago you used to be the guy who could stand there and deliver the ball accurately down the field when you know the guy who's three feet away from you is gonna not only is he gonna hit you but he's gonna plant you and land on top of you (laughs) and that's where all the injuries are i think as a quarterback we're the only guy that's standing still that gets hit Um, most everyone else has a chance to even make a move get away from something but Quarterbacks usually gets hit while he stands still. So, and you and you get out, you're outweighed by a, at least 100 plus pounds all the time. So, they stop that little bit of, uh, you know, compression into the ground. And, and I think that's where most guys got hurt. So, uh, taking that away allows you to, yeah, physically play a little longer. There's
0: somebody Is at you? the door? <laughs> yeah, somebody's down there at the door. What? I think we've, we, the the connection's not very good there, Joe. Uh, Hold on for a sec. I want to make sure you get in the plug here. Uh, We'll see if we can reconnect with Joe there. By the way, Joe just turned 65 a couple of months ago and uh, he's teamed up with WellCare. He's providing tips on how to choose Medicare plans, stay healthy at 65 and beyond. Yeah. I didn't know if, You know, Jerry Rice, for a while, was considered the best football player, at least in that short conversation of best football player of all time. I didn't know how ego gets involved in that because, you know, is Jerry Rice to Joe as Scotty is to Michael? You know, sort of understanding what your role is. Like, it felt like Joe and Jerry had a partnership, like a, a true partnership there. But, you know, when you get, you know, the the Celtics, everybody knew that it was Bird, and then it was McHale or Parrish or DJ or AJ. You know, everybody knew sort of that order. You know, with the Lakers, it was magic. Uh, And then would it be Kareem or be worthy? Uh, You know, with Kobe and Shaq, it was a little trickier there. Yeah, Paul.
2: Montana's demeanor doesn't seem anything like Michael Jordan. As an outsider, he seems much more chill. And, you know, he's as competitive, I'm sure, as anybody. His demeanor does not seem terse or combative.
0: No, but he's competitive. I think that, like we we hear Joe now, and you know he's sixty-five. But if we were talking to Joe when he's thirty, how competitive would he be in 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 a game? You got to be because I don't think you can be just sort of a nonchalant. I think you got to you know ramp it up a little bit, and and he certainly did. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, don't call him a system quarterback. To no, his face. oh my goodness, that's right.
1: But I I outed you that day yeah yeah but I I would have said it to him
0: I mean but actually if he signs back on I will not say it to him yeah because didn't you he said I have four system Super Bowl rings yes I know it was it was a great comeback that was a funny quote by the way about Jerry rice uh
1: yeah I had him beat then he looks back on the tape there are three guys on you no
0: know, typical receiver but that's the way they would always you know kind of uh, Play that, I mean, in your mind, you think even when you're not open, you can still make the catch. It's rare if a receiver goes, no, nope, I wasn't open. They always come back to the huddle and like, I, I'm wide open. And then Joe would look at the tape and you go, "Yeah, three guys on you. Yes, yeah, see. You never hear in the mic'd up that they show on the
3: weekend, like, man, these guys are all over me. I just can't get free. <laughs> you never hear that. Look the other way. Don't go to me. Yeah, yeah I just can't get free. I just,
0: just go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, Todd, if Joe can't rejoin us, then, you know, I, I was able to give the plug there and just, you know, we'll catch up with him at some other point. But I think that uh, they had some technical difficulties on their part. Yeah, McLovin. Uh, Steve Young's calling him for the rest of the day. Oh, night, no, wow. That's, that's oh, a dated joke. What are you, that's doing? 28 uh, years what are you ago. doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That was old. Yeah. Uh, so once again, uh, Joe was uh, going to talk about well care, providing us an opportunity to choose a Medicare plan, stay healthy at 65 and beyond. Yes, Seaton. Todd appreciated that joke. <laughs> Did you, Todd?
6: Mm, not
0: really. No.
3: Uh, I think it's more of like an 80s. Yeah. 90s I just kind of joke, yeah. but yeah.
0: that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Kate, oh, Kate in Kansas City is calling back. Hi, Kate. Hi. Hey, Kate.
4: Hi, how you guys
0: doing? Uh, still doing well. <laughs>
4: Sorry, poor connection. Just kidding. I hung up. Um, hi, boys. Team Paulie, Fritzi, McLove, and Pauly, Fritzy, McLovin, Dan. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I'm at, I have no debate about the MJ and uh, Scotty. It's just no debate. It's, you can't teach likability. But what I really want to know is why we don't talk more about the NHL and Connor McDavid and what's going on there. You know.
0: I don't know, Kate. It seems like that's something for you and your husband to talk about there. You hung up on me last hour, by the way. Other than that, two segments on Connor McDavid tomorrow. Who's with me? Nobody. We'll wait till the postseason. You know, I love uh, postseason in hockey. Best postseason in sports. Connor McDavid had a great goal against the Rangers the other night, by the way. Went through four Rangers. Yes, McLovin. I saw they uh, Buffalo traded Jack Eichel to gold, uh to the Golden Knights. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, but he's got to have back surgery, right. and he's not going to be playing for a while. But yeah, he wanted out of Buffalo, and uh, so he yeah. goes to the Golden Knights. Peacock's the only place where you can binge in the first three seasons of Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner. See the show that everybody is talking about. Catch up on all the action, the drama on Yellowstone. Go to PeacockTV.com, start streaming seasons one through three today. Yes, Paulie?
2: Dan, some people you're saying, what else we have? Um, Some people are upset that last hour they did not get to hear Fritzy's Great Limerick. But luckily, we cut the audio, and it's available for you whenever you'd like to play it. A lot of people asking. Okay.
0: Todd, uh, Todd had a limerick last hour on Odell Beckham Jr., and this is how it sounded.
6: So OBJ is free from the Browns and can sign with anyone who's down. His dad's video, not cool. Tried to make Baker the fool. Now he can. Well, no, I'm... see, I messed up here. You know what? I... Oh, can I do that again? or you give me a second chance? I spelled one of the words wrong. Right. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Uh oh. So OBJ is free from <laughs> the Browns. Uh, correct. I'm sorry. I put a P instead of an O in one of the words and it threw me up. So OBJ is free from the Browns and can sign with anyone who's down. His dad's video, not cool, tried to make Baker the fool. Now he can ball out and not be a clown. And and for some reason, out. I typed, now he can ball put and not be a clown, and that's what threw me off. Thank you, Todd. There's a big difference between ball out and ball put, and when you're seeing that as you're reading the limerick, you end up going to a complete awkward halt.
0: That uh, that might be one of the best ones that you've ever yeah, had, i no,
6: Everybody to be amused by that. Yeah. The
4: 79 is the new
6: 78. Todd. So I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. <laughs> I don't know so what bad. I don't
0: know what is funnier that Marv is oblivious and so are you. Marv is being interviewed and doesn't know that you're on your microphone and you don't know your microphone is on and I'm interviewing
6: Marv. He's a consummate professional he just continued he's heard you both have heard and seen it all in the middle of a live broadcast and just went right through it.
0: Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM was with us in the first hour of the show and I asked him, which team it makes most sense for to pick up Odell Beckham Jr.
7: You know, Dan, to me, it's Green Bay. And here's why you come in, you're with Aaron Rodgers. You're on the opposite of Devontae Adams. You're in an ideal situation and Aaron Rodgers, all that noise aside of what's just happened, Dan, he's running the program there and he'll tell you exactly where you want to be the routes at what depth. If you do this, you're going to get the ball. If you don't, we're we'll going to get the ball to Al Lazard and Valdez Scantley, and everybody else. So you need somebody who's strong conviction. It's a lot like Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. It's really a win-win. And having Aaron there will give OBJ the best chance to be successful.
0: I also asked him if he was the GM of the Cleveland Browns, what would he do long-term with Baker Mayfield?
7: I have massive concerns. He's height and speed deficient. And, Dan, if you and I were running a team – He's maybe, maybe the sixth best quarterback in the AFC. When you think about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, like this is the golden age of quarterbacks in the AFC. Arguably he's the third best quarterback in the AFC North behind Lamar and Joe Burrow. So I'm paying him maybe in that mid tier market, but we can't win a championship with Baker Mayfield. Do we want to go to war every day with the sixth or seventh best quarterback in our conference?
0: It's Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM working for the Mothership. When we come back, do we have Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, part two? I'll explain after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Rights or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. According to Ian Rappaport, the NFL Network, the Jets are starting Mike White. The legendary backup quarterback will take the field against the Buffalo Bills. Zach Wilson will use the week to get healthier. (laughs) Uh, Wonder if they want Zach Wilson to be cleared to play or not. Going against the Buffalo Bills. All right. I mentioned that we might have a a Tanya Harding-Nancy Kerrigan situation. But this time it's in France. So there is a player playing for Paris Saint-Germain. And it's the women's team. And uh, police arrested the member of the uh, women's soccer team yesterday as part of an investigation into an attack on one of her teammates who was pulled from a car last week and struck in the legs by masked men wielding metal bars. The club confirmed that uh, the player who was arrested, a midfielder, Amanata Emma, Emma Diallo, was taken into custody as part of the investigation, the attack on uh, its player last Thursday. So uh, she was taken into custody yesterday morning. And let's see, anything else in here that I need to know about, uh, Seton?
3: It says that the, the girl who was attacked had accepted a ride home from her uh, teammate, Diallo, yeah. after they had a team meal. And as they were driving, the car was stopped by two men, and... Um, and then uh, both women were pulled out of the vehicle, but one was attacked.
0: Hm. So the other woman was not attacked.
3: I think she, according to this story, she was just held, but the other one was attacked. Okay.
0: Now, what did, uh, what did she have against the other woman that was, was one a star and she's not or she's losing? I guess they, uh, no broken bones in her legs but uh, heavy bruises and uh, nursing cuts. Yes, Eden? Champions League. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. With your own teammates. Got to get some playing time. Okay. That's a crazy story. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to figure out why she wanted to have her teammate whacked. Was she losing her job? Did she want her job? That that's kind of a key ingredient here in this story. Like, why did it happen? The Motive. They call that. Yes. They yes. Call that motive. motive. Yes. I want motive. Thank you, seat. Back to you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Pauline.
2: There's 11 players on a soccer pitch. You probably you know. Let's, let's say you're on the bench. You got to knock out three or four players to get promoted. <laughs> I mean, you can't just take out one midfielder.
0: I know, but I I'd like to find out why. Like,
2: if this happened, and the next day, Emma Nata said to another teammate, "Hey, do you want to ride home? I'm not riding home <laughs> <only> with you." <laughs>
0: Hey, we're going to take a different route this time. Oh, okay. This day in sports history. Also, McLovin, final results of the poll question.
1: What uniform will Odell Beckham Jr. be wearing tomorrow? 57% say Green Bay Packers. Second is the Saints.
0: Pre-order the uh, calendar at danpatrick.com. I had to yell at McLovin because everybody else has signed the calendars for today today. We have a batch of 50 that we do each day, and McLovin was the only one who was tardy on this.
1: I'm done. I mean, Todd takes like nine minutes per calendar.
0: I got through all of them.
6: I do. I like spell out each letter of my name. I need to just kind of scribble and not make it look like my actual name or something.
0: No, it doesn't look good at all. It doesn't. No, no. It, I, I told Seaton it's almost as if your Sharpie runs out of energy, and it sort of just dies, and it, and it just kind of stops. It's very bad handwriting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very bad. Uh, DanPatrick.com, new t-shirts and uh, tailgate bundle, Penny's Bang Biscuits. We got jerky in there now. Get a jump on your holiday. Shopping at DanPatrick.com. All right, so we got the final results of the poll question. And uh, Maction tonight. What do we have in Maction tonight? Uh, you got three games,
2: Toledo versus Bowling Green. Ball State, North Illinois. Northern Illinois has got a quarterback named Rocky Lombardi. That sounds like a football well, he name. he
0: transferred from Michigan State.
2: Good name. Uh, and then Kent State at Central Michigan. Three games tonight.
0: When did Kent State, when did they go from Kent State to Kent to Kent State?
2: Okay, in the late 70s, they went to Kent. And then about, I think, eight or nine years ago, they went back to Kent State.
0: But did they go to Kent because of what happened with the, uh, the shootings on campus? Absolutely. Yeah. Rebranding
2: in the late 70s. Okay.
0: All right. That's what I figured. Uh,
2: By the way, the over-under in Kent State, Central Michigan is 75. Oh, I like that. I like it. Let me make a call? No, 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 no.
0: Uh, this day in
2: sports history. 1928, Newt Rockney made his famous win one from the Gipper speech during halftime of a tied game between Notre Dame and Army. Mm. Uh, 1940, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait, so the
0: game ended up in a tie after that great speech? It was tied at halftime. Oh, okay. And he wanted to get off the Schneid. And what was the final score? That's a great do question. We, do, like, we give we I'm, give and Rockney all this credit, you know, win one for the Gipper. We're going to win, win, win. I don't
2: know how much they won by. I'm assuming they won, or otherwise the story would be dead in the water. Did they cover the spread?
0: That would be my next question I'd have. Checking. Them. Okay.
2: 1940, the Steelers and Eagles played in a game where no penalties was called. Zero penalties at NFL game. 1957, 102,000 people watched the San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams. In 1957, largest crowd ever watched an NFL game. And uh, the Phoenix Suns in 1990 set an NBA record. They scored 107 points in the first half against the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> the final score, Phoenix won 173
0: 143. Yeah. Yeah. Denver, you know, defense was an option. You know, it was optional with the Denver Nuggets for a long time there. Also on this date, 1983, marvelous Marvin Hagler retained his world middleweight boxing title as he beat Roberto Duran. The first time as a champion, one of Hagler's fights went the distance. I did one interview with him. I always liked marvelous Marvin Hagler. And, and he was, he's one of those guys who appears to be bigger than what he is. You know, he's just built differently. Like Tommy Hearn's taller than what you think. Uh, Roberto Duran was more compact maybe than what you thought. But I remember, you know, you just had that group of middleweights. They were so much fun. And, and it felt like they were more entertaining than the heavyweight division. Yeah, Pauline. In
2: 1928, Dan, Notre Dame won that game against Army 12-6. Mm. But uh, I cannot find a spread, but Army was ranked higher mm. nationally before the game. Okay. So it could have been an upset and a monster cover.
0: Uh, a monster cover. So the college football playoff rankings, I'm obligated to just mention this, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati is five, then Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Oklahoma is looming there at eight. Notre Dame is hanging in there at eight and one. Uh, Probably that's about it. Probably goes nine deep. I don't see Oklahoma State. They're eight and one. A&M's got two losses. Wake had a loss just now. I don't see anybody else who's threatening there. Uh, You do have uh, Texas San Antonio being undefeated, but uh, they're at uh, 23 right now. So it looks like there's probably nine teams, maybe, vying for uh, four seats. But there's still a lot left to be played. And, you know, you'll have teams knocking off each other. You got Alabama and Georgia with that showdown in the SEC title game. And the question is, if Alabama loses, how what can be the margin of victory for Georgia that allows Alabama with two losses to stay in the Final Four? But it also depends on what happens with some of these other teams. If Oregon loses to Utah, Oregon is going to have two losses. Ohio State has Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue. If if Michigan would win or Michigan State, then Ohio State's got two losses. Um, if Michigan State would win or Michigan at eight and one right now, both are eight and one, then they might slip in there. Notre Dame at eight and one. Notre Dame got anybody left on the schedule? Can we check who else they have? But I don't know if they have anybody who's a a great opponent. Notre Dame at
2: Virginia, at Stanford, home against Georgia Tech. Okay.
0: Stanford's been bad. Really bad. Uh, But, yeah, Oklahoma. Who's Oklahoma State or Oklahoma have? Oklahoma is at Baylor. That's a good matchup. Well, Baylor's top 25.
2: Yeah, uh, versus Ohio State at home and then at Oklahoma State. So those are three solid games.
0: They would, if they're undefeated, they're going into the top four. Baylor's thirteenth right now. Oklahoma State is tenth. If Oklahoma runs the runs their schedule, I think Iowa
1: State's hot again, too. Seton's Iowa State cyclone. Is Iowa State in the top twenty. They're not right now. They're not.
0: They are not. Let's see, the, uh, they all have
1: conference title games too.
0: Yeah, I know. That's always tricky as well because you can be in or on the verge of being in the Final Four, and then you get tripped up in your uh, conference title game? Yeah, McLevin. But no name is not in a conference title game, right? They don't have a shot at ACC. They're, no. No.
1: They were last year, and this yeah. year they're not. Yeah. I don't think so. Todd, what'd you learn today?
6: Scotty Pippen says he played with a herniated disc during the finals against Utah while Michael Jordan battled the flu, or was it food poisoning or a hangover?
1: Uh, McLevin. Blake Shelton was sexiest man alive in 2017. Did mm-hmm. not know that.
0: Mm. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Tom Brady's not here to tell people what to put in their bodies. No. Except for when he tells you what to put in your body. GB12. Paulie? Todd's best limerick ever. What we learned brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. They say good things come to those who wait. 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family. Proves otherwise, takes no time to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all-around support. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show.